the Jews that lived during the time of Reformation, after John the Baptist and before the destruction of Jerusalem, had a serious temptation, religiously, and that was to hold to the religion of Moses, Mount Sinai, and the temple worship of God that took place in the earthly Jerusalem, and despise the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And those that were converted by preaching and left the temple worship and joined churches were always under a temptation to go back because they knew that other religion was the religion of God. And they knew that it was God's word that was read and preached there. They knew that the priests were God's priests. They knew that the city was God's city and the temple was his house. And so they had a a severe temptation. And much of the New Testament is written to undo that temptation and to encourage them to hold fast to the things that they had heard and committed themselves to in the New Testament. The book of Hebrews is written entirely for that singular purpose. And when we come to Hebrews chapter 12, I'm going to read to you three verses. You've heard them so many times from me, and you'll hear them again if the Lord gives me breath. Comparing Mount Sinai as a mountain that had been the origin of the Old Testament religion, the apostle mentions another mountain, and he tells them that they had a better situation with Christ than they did with Moses. These are the words. But, and that glorious disjunctive is here as well as many other places in the Bible, comparing that Old Testament worship to New Testament worship, and comforting these Hebrew Christians not to think poorly of all the blessings they had in Jesus Christ in the New Covenant. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, and to the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. That is a long list of benefits of the New Testament that Paul enumerated here to encourage the Hebrew Christians not to be discouraged because they had given up things of their Old Testament worship. Now, when he mentions that you've come to a mount, the Old Testament worshipers of God had a mount. There was, first of all, Mount Sinai that is in the context, and then there was Mount Zion upon which the earthly Jerusalem had been built. But Paul is telling them, ye are come, not that you're going to come when you go to heaven, but that ye are come now by professing Christ and being baptized in his name, ye are come unto Mount Zion. So there's another mountain that we need to keep in mind that's not of this earth. Ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God. They knew that there was a city on earth that was the city of the living God. It was Jerusalem. 
And then he identifies it as the heavenly Jerusalem is the city of the living God and the mountain of the living God. And in that heavenly city, there is an innumerable company of angels. When the Bible tries to numerate the company of angels, it says 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. In case the 10,000 times 10,000, which is 100 million, didn't get the number of angels covered, and thousands of thousands. Our assembly this morning is relatively small. But ye are come unto Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly. We are a local assembly, but we are come to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, the universal church of all of Jesus Christ's redeemed family of God, whose names are written in heaven. Their membership role is not here on earth. It's in heaven in the book of life. And to God, the judge of all, we get to go right into the presence of God in our worship this morning and to the spirits of just men made perfect, Abel, Seth, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, Samuel, Daniel, Job, Jesus, John. They're all there. Paul, Timothy. They are the spirits of just men made perfect, and their bodies shall be made perfect one of these days soon, when we are body, soul, and spirit in heaven. The general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, God the judge of all, the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. The mediator of the old covenant was Moses. There was a mediator. There was a man that went between God and Israel, and his name was Moses. And we are going to deal with Moses and Jesus, mediatorship, and the judgeship of Almighty God today. The God of heaven has changed my mind and what I'm going to preach to you since I rose a number of hours ago. And I hope that you'll pray for me and bear with me. And it's not going to be from this text, but this text introduces the subject. We are going to take justification and break it down into its simplest forms for us to fully grasp what Jesus Christ has done for us as we come to his table. But we have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. And the blood that Abel offered spoke wonderful things about him. Because Hebrews chapter 11 mentions Abel as the first example of faith. And that it was a testimony of his righteousness by what he did in offering his blood. I mean the blood of his sheep and the fat of his flock to the Lord back there in Genesis chapter 4. We have come to the sprinkling of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I read in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2, and with these verses we will approach the Lord's table in a few hours. Elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. That is our salvation. We were elect to it. And what were we elected to? The obedience and sprinkling of the Lord Jesus Christ applied by the Holy Spirit of God to us. 
And so we are come today into a general assembly. And we are associated with and in tight communion with the spirits of just men made perfect and innumerable company of angels, the Lord Jesus Christ, our everlasting surety, and Almighty God Himself. This is the New Testament. Praise God and thank Him and bless Him from your hearts that we have such a wonderful religion. They could see that marble edifice standing on Mount Zion. You couldn't look at it in the full light of the sun based on historians as that wrote of that temple. It was so magnificent. But they could leave that knowing that they had a better temple in heaven. And that when they assembled in assemblies like this, they were the temple of the living God. Because this is where God dwells by His Spirit through Jesus Christ in the New Testament. We have a wonderful blessing this day. And we want to enjoy every aspect of it that I just listed for you. Every saint that you can remember, every saint that you have ever read about in the Bible and thought that you would look forward to meeting them in heaven, we are worshiping with them in a way that the Bible acknowledges from this text. All the spirits of just men, innumerable angels, and the Lord Jesus himself, our mediator of the new covenant. Let us pray as we enter in to our worship of Almighty God through Jesus Christ, our mediator. O Lord of hosts, we come to thee this day in the name of our mediator of the new covenant, your only begotten and well-beloved Son, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank Thee, Holy Father, that You have elected us from before the foundation of the world to His obedience and the sprinkling of His blood. We thank Thee, Lord of Heaven, that You have given us birth and life on this side of the cross of Calvary, on this side of the time of Reformation, that we would know the things that you had prophesied from the foundation of the world to our benefit and the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ and our salvation by Him. We thank Thee for His shed blood. We thank Thee that He willingly laid down His life for us and that He took it up again and ascended up into heaven and has sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, waiting till all His enemies be put under His feet when He shall reign forever and ever and ever, Lord of lords and King of kings. We thank Thee for our Savior Jesus Christ, that He ever liveth to make intercession for us. Heavenly Father, be with us in this assembly, this day, as we have come into Thy house, the Mount Zion of the New Testament, the city of the living God of the New Testament, as we are come unto the heavenly Jerusalem, we pray that you would be with us this day by the Holy Ghost, which you have poured out upon this testament and upon your churches of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, fill us, guide us, direct us, bless us, enable us, empower us, sanctify us in all that we do that our worship will come up into thy holy dwelling place and be a sweet-smelling savour in thy nostrils, and that you will rejoice in your people 
who have separated themselves from this world and all of the pagan superstition that is being practiced this day in so many churches that go by the name of your Son and that you will delight in us and have mercy upon us and continue to show us those things that we need to learn to worship Thee more perfectly. We confess that we are foolish and poor and base in ourselves. We confess that we know so little, that we are little children as we come before Thee and we do not know how to go in and come out, and come out as we should. And we pray that You would enlighten us and guide us and hold us back from ever misdividing Your Word. And that You would give us the courage and the conviction by Your Holy Spirit that we will walk in those paths that You have shown us from Your Scriptures. Heavenly Father, we love Thee, and we thank Thee that we can call Thee our Father through that great work of the Lord Jesus Christ by which we have received the adoption of sons to be the sons of the living God. We are higher than the angels in that we are Your sons, and yet we thank Thee for them, for they are our servants. And we thank Thee that they praise Thee in heaven above and do Your bidding without any resistance or delay. And we pray that Thy will might be done in this church and in our families and in our lives as they come fulfill it in heaven above. Heavenly Father, we pray for Your churches in every place, for they together with us and with the host in heaven make up the general assembly. And, O Lord God, we pray that You would bless their ministers to boldly preach Your Word to them, and that You will open the ears of their hearers, that together we might grow in our understanding of what You have done for us through the Lord Jesus Christ, that our faith will be increased, that we will lay hold of the Lord Jesus Christ by faith and have no doubts or fear about the assurance of our souls that we shall be with Thee forever. Heavenly Father, we pray for those that are sick and not with us. We pray for our brother Bruce that You would comfort him in ways that You are able to comfort where we are hindered. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that You will bless his soul and that You will protect him and keep him and that when the time is right, You will take him by your angels, into your presence. Father, we pray for his wife, that you will bless her and strengthen her and keep her and those that are sitting with her husband this day. And for all those that are sick and for those that are traveling, we pray your mercies upon them. Heavenly Father, deliver our nation from the foolishness and wickedness that reigns high and low across this country. And Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us as a nation, that your people in the midst of it might continue to worship thee with the freedom we do today. We thank thee for every good thing that we enjoy. We know it comes from the wide open hands and the loving kindness and the tender mercies of our great God. We thank thee that thou hast left a witness in the earth that no man can deny. You fill our hearts with food and gladness, and we freely confess that all the goodness that we have ever had in our lives is by pure mercy. 
And all the trouble we have ever had in our lives is by our own sins and by our own fault. And Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that Thou art good, very good, and that You have saved us by Your grace. We thank Thee for everything carnal and spiritual. But we most of all, we thank Thee that we have a mediator so far superior to Moses who can go between us and Thee, and who has gone between us and Thee, and opened up the way plainly into Thy presence, so that we might come boldly by this prayer, and by our worship, and by all that we do this day. We know that heaven is opened by the Lord Jesus Christ, that You are able to look upon us, and see us as Your sanctified, redeemed, and washed children. And Heavenly Father, we can look above by faith and see into the throne room of God and know that we are accepted there because we have been accepted in the Beloved. Hear us, O Lord, as we call upon Thee and bless us this day as we worship Thee. Forgive us all our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness and the foolishness of our transgressions, the wickedness of the things our lips have uttered. And have mercy, O Lord, and receive us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We thank Thee that Thou art faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we make confession unto Thee. And so we make that confession. We commit our souls for safekeeping in this life and in the next world. To Thee, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be with us now as we sing Thy praises and lift up the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, in whom alone we trust for eternal redemption. Even Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Your only begotten Son, the Lord of heaven and earth that sits at Your right hand. Even Him. Amen.